Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? We're here on Thursday nights to bring information to our viewers about polygamy in our culture. I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and we do want you to know that the most important things to us is that we want those who practice polygamy to know and to realize you don't have to do this. You have been told that God wants you to do it and that He requires it, but you don't haven't been told the truth at all. God does not want you to share your husband with any other person ever, and every woman is worthy to have her own private, exclusive life loving husband. That's the way God created it to be. And with us tonight is our co-host, former Mormon Bishop Earl Erskine. Hi, Doris. Thank you for coming. How's things Pleasure going with, with you? you and Great. your Just your TV show's going along doing well? Very well, yeah. We've <laughs> interviewed a lot of people. Good, yeah, good. It's been going well. Good stories coming out of that, too. Oh, thank Great. You. I hear yeah. a lot of good uh, remarks about that. And last night at Mainstream Church in Brigham yeah. City, we watched the first public viewing of our latest DVD, A Home for Hagar, and you and your sweet wife were there. And during our break tonight, we're going to show a short clip uh, again to our viewers of the video and announce where we're going to be showing it here in Salt Lake City so that our closer viewers can come and watch it. So stay tuned. We'll be showing that at the break. You know, there's always something going on in the polygamous culture, and most of it is pretty well hidden because of their secretive nature, which by itself realize, uh, reveals that they are not living according to how Jesus would want, because Jesus said that anything in done as secret uh, should be shouted abroad, and, and he also said that he did and said nothing in secret. Secret lives and activities and secret religious practices are not God's idea of righteousness. Tonight we're going to update our viewers about some of what is going on in the polygamy culture, the current events, and then as time allows, we are going to start a discussion of several of the most appalling polygamists since Joseph Smith introduced polygamy into religion. So uh, we hope we have a, a good show. It's pretty fascinating. <laughs> hope they'll pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I do too. So first, let's do some of the what's new in polygamy. One of the celebrated polygamous families of the TLC network is the My Five Wives clan. And we've discovered through the website starcasm.net that Brady Williams, who is a patriarch of this huge polygamous family, has filed bankruptcy to the tune of over $400,000. And so now we discover who is supporting the lifestyle of this polygamous family. Not only do polygamists cost taxpayers buccal bucks in welfare and food stamps, but bankruptcy also ends up forcing others to support yeah. their lifestyle. Yeah. Even when we don't agree with it, <laughs> we have to support them. And of course, Cody Brown's family also filed bankruptcy a few years back, and more than once, too, by the way. Information from the website, starcasm.net, is where we got some of the information for what we're talking about tonight. And you can go to our uh, 
whatloveisthis.tv webpage and click show notes and get the complete links to all of our references tonight as we talk about this and you can also get the link to this. We find that Brady Williams with his five wives and 24 children is unable to support his lifestyle or his family and so we get to support them for him. He is $400,000 in debt. His assets are $16,728 in vehicles, $10,215 in real estate. His assets are fascinating as well. <laughs> I thought so too. <laughs> he has $20 in a lawnmower. <laughs> $20 in a lawnmower. Um, and you know, I mean, that's okay. P people can't afford lawnmowers. Yeah, yeah. I, it took a long time before I could afford one. But this one is interesting, $50 in a wedding ring. And he has five wives. He's got five wives <laughs> and $50 in a wedding ring. Now, again, you know, if you can't afford to buy them, you can't yeah. afford to buy them. But that's kind of, I mean, each wife deserves a wedding ring, doesn't she? And, of course, there's $3.61 in a savings account. <laughs> he and his wives owe $180,000 in credit card debt, $100,000 in a business loan and other debts, which adds up to $420,000. His assets are about $27,000 and his debts are at $420,000. That's a high price yeah. to live a polygamous lifestyle. And don't they get also usually food stamps and other things? Well, I don't know if that family's on food stamps or welfare, but I know many polygamous many families do. are. I don't know about his family. Yeah. But you know, it's a personal responsibility for a man to take care of his family. Why should polygamists be the exception? Why is it <clears throat> acceptable for them to have five families and we get to pick up the tab? And don't forget that polygamy is still illegal. It's still against the law. The polygamous man, by the way, uh, this polygamous man, Brady Williams, is a philosophy student, and he's a part-time worker in his brother's construction business. Uh, he's busy at something, but it's yeah. not at work, obviously. Some of his wives do contribute to the family budget. One of them is a dental hygienist. Another wife handles a construction business, and one of his wives is a medical assistant. And these are good jobs. But sadly, one of his wives plans on getting pregnant and another wife plans on adopting a child. We have nothing against adoption. Yeah. We have nothing against people having children. But if they can't support them, they shouldn't have them, whether it's more wives or more children. And who says polygamy is just between consenting adults? Polygamy being considered merely common <coughs> consent between adults is only a myth. It affects all their children and the taxpayers, too. We picked up a few readers' comments about this family from the website, uh, yeah. TMZ.com, and we want to share three short comments They're with you. Short but interesting. <laughs> uh, the question is, this garbage is on TV. I feel sorry for the kids. And the last one is, why are you spawning? Now, that's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? To fish, I and guess. And there, there were... <laughs> There were many comments on that webpage, yeah. not one of them was a positive. Not yeah. one of them was a positive reaction to this family. And some of the comments are, are not even something that we would repeat on the show. People don't like this lifestyle or the financial ramification of these po uh, mushrooming polygamous families whose men don't take the personal responsibility for their own wives and children. Now you can, like I said, you can go to our website, whatloveisthis.tv, and click show notes and get the links to the website uh, where we uh, reference where we got some of this information. Well, and, and aren't there a number of books too that have been written about polygamy and the things that are going on in 
inside the culture and there to, are to describe so this this isn't just books. stuff you're making up here oh. it's just <laughs> no we always we always back up what we say with yeah. our quotes from the books yeah, or from just, from whatever so we much get they it can from. read about this if they will if they want to you know, yeah if they yeah. want to do that um, and of course we can't do any update on polygamy without talking about Cody Brown yeah, and and his wife's first public one, um, yeah. In fact, the opening comment that I made at the beginning of the show came from his fourth wife, Robin. She's the one who said polygamy is like monogamy on steroids. Mary, uh, Cody Brown's first wife, explains that they have the same issues as monogamy, but there's more people involved. Well, that's no surprise. They have four separate marriages to deal with, she said, and that makes it a bit harder sometimes. Well, no one's arguing with that. We no, know that's that that's sure. the case. But monogamy on steroids? Can anyone honestly say that God commands monogamy on steroids? You know, this is a very perverted idea of marriage and certainly a wrong knowledge of God. Don't forget that Mormon polygamy is practiced because they believe that God requires plural marriage. Perhaps that's just one of the numerous reasons that God provided for monogamy and not for polygamy. A man simply cannot be the husband God wants him to be, or the father he needs to be when multiple wives and dozens of children are in the equation. No matter how you look at it, polygamy hurts. In a polygamist home, someone is always the loser. Someone's rights and their equality are always sacrificed to another one so they can have their rights, but no one is ever treated equally. And that's <laughs> sad. These two families, my five wives and Cody Brown's yeah. sister wives, are the are the the cameo families on TLC Network. They make Network. it look so enticing and so right. so equal and everything and You'd have to think that things go go on behind the scenes that that they don't want to share. But <laughs> it has to. It it can't We're help. Just but our do human that. nature. Mm -hmm, right. So let's do an update on the FLDS. Who they never sit still. No. Um, in fact, we have to say, watch out, Oklahoma, because the FLDS are moving into the panhandle of the state of Oklahoma, and that's Boise City, Oklahoma, to be precise. It's a small town of less than about 1,200 people in population, and many people in the town have noticed that there are several people in FLDS prairie-type clothing yeah. meandering about, and reports are is that they're buying up property in the Boise City area and settling down. And at the same time, uh, people in the FLDS communities of Colorado City and Hilldale, Utah have noticed vehicles from Oklahoma with Oklahoma license plates are around that town. So something there's there is some movement going on. Licensed electricians from the FLDS cities and construction companies uh, headed by the name of Barlow are listed in the Oklahoma Construction Board, and that's important because Barlow is a prominent name in the FLDS polygamy group. Evidently, the former mayor of Colorado City informed the Boise City news that the FLDS were moving there to work construction. Now the FLDS are opportunists and they are colonizers and Boise City is located in the vicinity of the oil and gas fields of several surrounding states so they have a lucrative opportunity there uh, in that small area. You think those cities would be quite concerned because they'll become a voting block and it, all yeah. kind of influence. And that's there, what they think. threaten to be 
down in the El Dorado area too. In Texas, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's estimates now of about 15 FLDS families that have settled so far in Boise City, Oklahoma, but no one's sure if they're planning on a huge property and colony like they purchased in, and built in El Dorado, Texas, and they, the, they also have one in Pringle, South Dakota. Boise City, Oklahoma residents have expressed concern, but no formal complaints yet have been filed. Now, I gathered some of this information from the Salt Lake Tribune blog site website, blog spot website, and again, you can click on our show notes off our webpage, uh, saltlaketribune.com, and get the full uh, story. Boise City, Oklahoma, would be well advised any place where they move to I be would, would be well so. advised to yeah. watch out and to be alert. If they put up with some of the FLDS illegal activities like they did in El Dorado, Texas they may easily end up costing their community millions of dollars in court expenses and legal costs just like happened in El Dorado, Texas. Yeah. So it, it's it's inevitable really, I would think. I mean they don't change their philosophy. Mm -hmm. They're there to, they to the procreate they and to take wives mm -hmm. and do That's their right. thing. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. They don't they don't change. So we need to be alert. Okay, in the Arizona Sun newspaper of July 6th of this year, a letter to the editor was printed entitled, Polygamy, a Lifestyle with Christian Roots. <laughs> well, I was appalled at the title, so I read the article with great interest, and I want to share with our viewers the letter to the editor and part of our response, and a full and comprehensive response would take probably two or three complete shows just to respond completely to this, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to respond to a few things. So we'll read yeah, the letter to the editor and see how interesting it is to our viewers. Yeah, this is fascinating. To the editor, <clears throat> it says, The Bible tells many beloved tells us many beloved prophets in the Old Testament had many wives. Polygamy was a lifestyle accepted by all and was practiced correctly, honorably, and with dignity. For Christians of 2,000 years ago, polygamy was stopped by the pagan Romans. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul told the church members in Rome, a bishop should be the husband of one wife. Was Paul saying the Old Testament prophets were wrong in having many wives? No, he was telling them to obey the law of the land, which was Roman law. Roman law is alive and well, and alive and well today in America. The rape, forcing, and incest committed against minor girls in Colorado City and Texas has given polygamy an ugly image. Events there are a disgusting distortion of the practice as it was in times past, and how it could be between consenting adults when force, incest, and rape are not used. There are about 40,000 people practicing polygamy in America today, and even though it is not for everyone, the numbers are growing as thousands more are entering into and living the polygamous lifestyle. In time, it will be decriminalized and brought back to stay. It is a valid and true Christian ideal and lifestyle when done right. Hello. <laughs> Ooh, I should say hello. You know, I think that she forgot to read about David's polygamy in the Bible. Yeah. There was nothing good about the, what happened in his family. There was incest and murder and yes. rape and adultery. Uh, it was, it's awful. And she's calling that good? 
It's just kind of generic <laughs> comments yeah. that are being made. You know. it, it definitely is. There's so much wrong information there and so many wrong conclusions in the letter. But first of all, no one can ever do something wrong the right way. And God has prohibited polygamy. That's, I mean, it should all end right there. Also, she gave no references for where she got her so-called historical information, specifically about Rome and monogamy. Anyone can write or say anything with well-sounding, highly believable, believable arguments but where's her proof? She has referenced nothing. There were no footnotes to prove her statements, and all her claims are mere assumptions or copied from someone else's unproven statements. In fact, she sounded like she herself was either a fundamentalist or possibly a pro-polygamous Mormon. And I say this because <coughs> it was the early Mormons who accused America of cowing down to the Roman monogamous marriage tradition. And we have a couple of quotes about that that we want to share with you. First one's from Apostle George Q. Cannon. He says, It is a fact worthy of note that the shortest lived nations of which we have record have been monogamic. I kept monogamic. Monogamic, <laughs> sorry. Rome was a monogamic nation, and the numerous evils attending that system early laid the foundation for that ruin which eventually overtook her. And then the second one from Brigham Young says, Since the founding of the Roman Empire, monogamy has prevailed more extensively than in times previous to that. The founders of that ancient empire were robbers and women stealers <laughs> and made laws favoring monogamy in consequence of the scarcity of women among them, and hence the monogamic system which now prevails throughout Christendom and which had been so fruitful a source of prostitution and whoredom throughout all the Christian monogamic cities of the old and new world until rottenness and decay are at the root of their institutions both national and religious. So we can see from those remarks that she probably has gotten her information yeah. from some of these early Mormon polygamists. Of course, none of the early Mormons who blamed Rome for instituting monogamy, none of them gave any historical footnotes either. Most of them just talked from off the top of their heads. And strangely, Brigham Young said there was a scarcity of women among the Romans, which is why they made laws for monogamy. Well, if there were more men than women, their law, monogamy should be the law, yeah, not polygamy. Right. That just makes sense. But in fact, it was God who institu instituted monogamy. It wasn't the Romans. And Jesus Christ affirmed and confirmed that monogamy was God's design for marriage. And we have a quote from Jesus. And it says in Matthew 19, 4 through 6, Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. And you know, Mary of, of uh, Sister Wives says, We have f four marriages. Yeah. God said one and one That's makes right. one here, right. not five and or four. So uh, this is clear and simple. God provided for monogamy. Jesus confirmed it. He affirmed it. And he sustained monogamy as the only acceptable marriage for humanity, one man and one woman. Now, the writer of this letter wrote in, in, in her letter, she said, the Bible tells us many beloved prophets in the Old Testament had many wives. Polygamy was a lifestyle accepted by all and was practiced correctly honorably and with dignity. 
Joseph Smith always went one better than yeah, God, didn't he? He always went to the extreme, <laughs> it seemed like. Polygamy was a cultural practice in the Old Testament days, but it was never a religious practice. In the, nowhere in the Bible was it a religious practice, nor a command from God, and eternal life has never been contingent on living polygamy as Joseph Smith and today's polygamies, polygamists teach. But with Joseph Smith, he had to make it a celestial requirement. The fact is, however, there's not one shred of Mormon-style polygamy in the Old Testament or anywhere in the Bible. Mormon-style polygamy is unique uh, when compared to biblical polygamy. And it wasn't the Old Testament prophets who practiced polygamy. By and large, it was the kings who did that. Very few of the prophets are recorded as being polygamous. And just because the society accepted it doesn't make it right and doesn't mean that God commanded it. And that's one of the huge deceptions of Mormon polygamy. And another important point is that there were more people recorded in the Bible who did not practice polygamy than those who did practice it. So why aren't they being used as yeah. examples? I always think of the two biggest ones of Adam and Noah. Yeah. And why not? If, the most if God really time. wanted them to have lots of good righteous children, they would have had many, many wives. Mm -hmm. They At only had time. one each. Exactly right. Yeah. He said, fill the earth. Uh, he said to to uh, have Multiply. kids and fill the earth. Yeah. But, but gave he him one wife. Gave him one <laughs> wife to do it. And that's yeah. exactly the way the Mormon polygamy should do it too. And lastly, polygamy and Christianity are not compatible beliefs. The New Testament, Jesus Christ, Paul the Apostle, all protect marriage as monogamy. Jesus affirmed monogamy, never polygamy. And again, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2 is always ignored by uneducated pro-polygamists. It's pretty simple. We'll but since <laughs> there is so much immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. That's clear. That's pretty simple. Although people have tried, polygamists have tried, they cannot change the verse to mean something different than what it says. Anyone can define Christianity to mean whatever they want it to mean, but that doesn't make their definition valid. Biblical Christianity is the only true Christianity, and polygamy nor Mormonism is defined in biblical Christianity. Okay, the last of our news items is yeah. in India. A, sh uh, a group of uh, thousands of Muslim women known as the BMMA have drafted a bill for a uniform civil code of equality and rights. This includes issues of marriage, divorce and maintenance among other rights and they seek a total ban on polygamy. News from New Delhi reports and we quote. From, yeah, from the New Delhi it says the draft that we have come up with <clears throat> excuse me, was constituted after 200 consultation meetings with Muslim women across 15 states, besides lawyers, academics, as well as Islamic scholars. So all of these people, these Muslim women, over Not all of this big uh, geographical location and yeah. over 200 meetings, lawyers and, and, and uh, educated Muslim women want polygamy stopped. Yeah. And among the, the changes that they're demanding is a minimum age for marriage to be um, no younger than 18 years old and a complete ban on polygamy. Now, when we see third world countries <laughs> banning polygamy and the United States of America moving towards legalizing this barbaric practice, we have to ask the question, why are they moving forward in these social issues of equality, but we're running backwards? 
There's no such thing as true freedom without responsibility. Seems like Americans want all the freedom, but none of the responsibility and morality that goes with keeping and protecting our freedoms. Well, and it's just kind of like people are allowed to do what they want. Mm-hmm. And they should be free yeah, to do whatever turn, they want, no matter what it hurts. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. A few months ago, um, I came across a website which rather intrigued me. The website is entitled 10 Creepy Polygamist Prophets. <laughs> and I liked their idea, and I thought that it would bring some good information to our show. So I wrote to the webmaster, and I asked for permission to use some of their information and format on uh, a future show of ours. Charity Christensen replied with permission as long as we identified the website as being the source of information. Of course, we're always willing to give credit where credit is due. And we want to thank the webmaster at listverse.com and Charity Christensen for their gracious permission to use this idea. And again, you can go to our show notes on our website um, and click that and you will be able to get the link to the website. Although we won't be following their format exactly, we do appreciate the idea and the information that they provided. Being informed and educated on these issues is important to be able to properly fight and to refute the many lies and the deception this culture uses to justify polygamy Joseph Smith style. And we will not be able to finish the, the, the entire list of these top creepy polygamists tonight. But <laughs> So we're going to label this part one, and we'll finish this particular discussion on a future show. Some of the men that we'll be talking about are self-proclaimed prophets who use the early teachings of the polygamous Mormon church as the basis for their own disgusting behavior. Early Mormon polygamists all preached that through polygamy they could earn entrance into the celestial kingdom, that they be could become gods of their own worlds, and polygamy groups continue to teach this false doctrine. Even though this polygamy, which Joseph Smith dubbed the New and Everlasting Covenant, was eventually ended by the mainline church, there were many members who refused to compromise what Joseph Smith had taught was a strict and everlasting command from God. So they left what they said was the apostate Mormon church and organized their own special polygamy groups in order to continue to live this everlasting covenant of plural marriage. Numerous men have since embarked on their own versions of polygamy. As with everything that goes against God's perfect will, the polygamous societies have decayed into abusive, coercive, illegal communities and religious groups where there are vicious wolves predators among the members who are cruel, ravenous, and self-serving. These top ten polygamists tell the story of only a few of these vicious men who take people mentally and emotionally captive and twist their lives and their emotions into robotic obedience to their own decadent, evil, and lustful desires. These are strong words, but they are true. So, we'll begin on number 10 yeah. of the top 10 of this list, uh, of this list. And the number 10 of this list is listed as Clyde Mackert. Uh, he's number 10 on the list. We'll work our way down to number one. But there are plenty of polygamists through the years and currently who could contend for any one of these 10 positions on I the list. I would imagine <laughs> that there have been some real strange stories out oh, there. Oh my goodness, I yeah. Could, yeah. Uh, well, Clyde Mackert <clears throat> was not an FLDS prophet, but he practiced a polygamy as a member of the FLDS polygamy group in Colorado City, also known as Short Creek. 
1953, this community was raided under direction of Arizona's governor at the time, Howard Pyle, on suspicion of child abuse and welfare fraud. Now, the raid was uh, was disaster, according to public opinion. The polygamists were perceived by the public as victims. And although the governor wanted to rescue and protect their children, his reputation suffered as a result. Then, just like today, the media and the public did not have a clue as to the truth of what is actually going on inside these secret polygamy groups, and too often they don't believe the truth when they do hear it. Life magazine did an article about the event, and Clyde Mackert had four wives and 31 children, and they were portrayed as a hardy and wholesome farming polygamous uh, family canning corn and, and smiling for the cameras. Clyde Mackert is described as a local school teacher, an upright citizen just following his faith. Though the men were arrested and children were placed in protective custody for some time, some of them, some of them did return to Short Creek with an air of righteous indignation. Years later, Clyde Mackert's daughters came forward with allegations that they had been repeatedly molested by their father. They claimed that he sneaked into the girls' rooms at night for incestuous abuse and did this for years and with several of his daughters. We read about this abuse in two of his children's books written about their lives growing up in the FLDS polygamy group. One of the books is entitled Illegitimate, and it's by, written by Brian Mackert, who was a guest on our show July 31st in 2008 and January 29th of 2009. And the other book is written by Mary Mackert, and it's entitled The Sixth of Seven Wives. She was also a guest on our show June 26th and July 3rd of 2008. And you can access these shows on our website, whatloveisthis.tv. In his book, Illegitimate, Brian Mackert, who is Clyde Mackert's son, writes regarding the discovery of his father's abuse against his own daughters. And folks, if you are bothered by some information you don't like to hear, you might want to turn the sound down for a few minutes. I think these books really reveal a side that we're not familiar with, and here it is. My father was molesting my sisters. I didn't even know what question to ask. It was, this, uh, as, it was as if I was dreaming and would wake up and it wouldn't be real, but it was real. Instantly, some of the icky feelings I had known over the years made sense. I'd been too young and naive to know what the signs meant. I recall a time when I saw my father sexually aroused after my six-year-old sister sat in his lap for most of the evening, and about the time another sister had hidden under the table and the fear in my sister's eyes every day when father came home from work. They were petrified, but why? I had never known. And so he was a young boy as he's, he's telling about this yeah, story, so he didn't, didn't fully understand didn't this. see the signs and right, didn't understand Didn't understand them. the behavior. Uh, but Brian writes more about this abuse that the family didn't know about and his sisters didn't tell about until long after the abuse had taken place. While this father is grinning at Life magazine articles, he's being... Acting like a very normal... Yeah, he's, he's being a sexual yeah. uh, incestuous abuser. Yeah. On page 207 of his book, Brian writes more about this. Father told about an educational course he would be teaching to prepare his daughters for marriage. This course was private, and Father, as the instructor, the language was clear. 
This would be a sex education course with hands-on practical application. That must be the rationalization that has to go on in someone's mind to be able to say, I'm preparing her for marriage, or I, I just yeah. can't imagine the thought I, process there. Uh, it's a twisted yeah. twist. It's a, a twisted religion is going to be it's twisted thinking. It's sexually oriented. Mm -hmm, definitely it? sexually yeah. oriented. Yeah. And we wonder, why would a man with four wives <laughs> find that he needed more sexual gratification by molesting his own daughters, his young daughters? And to be sure, this is not unusual behavior by men in polygamy groups. The sexual abuse and the molest station is epidemic. I don't know if there's very few people that I've talked with who have left polygamy group or want to get out who can't who hasn't said they've been molested somehow. You're right. And there's just very very few, small, small percentage yeah. of them that have. One of his sons, one of Clyde Mackert's sons, also described a neglectful childhood in which his father never acknowledged him unless it was for some corporal punishment wow. to give to him. In polygamy, there's always too many children competing for their parents' attention, and the father of dozens of children cannot properly be the daddy of, of all those kids. It's impossible. 31 kids. 31 kids. One case here. Yeah. This is those crazy. Who it is. <laughs> and those that claim that polygamy is okay because it's between consenting adults yeah, are ignorant of, of the facts. They yeah. don't care to learn the truth about it. In fact, many of them have the attitude of, don't confuse me with the facts. More information about this man's child abuse can be found on a long leak that is on our show notes website, as we've mentioned before, whatloveisthis.tv, and you will look for the lasvegassun.com link. And with that, we will open up our phones and invite our viewers to share your thoughts and ask for your comments that you might have. Our telephone number is 801-973-8820. And during our break tonight, instead of showing our regular normal film clip, we're going to show you a short clip introducing the next project of our ministry to the Mormon fundamentalists. So as we wait for your call, please enjoy a very short preview of our newest DVD, A Home for Hagar. The night of my wedding was the saddest day of my life. Either you live polygamy or you're going to go to hell. And I would wish somebody would come and kidnap me and take me away. I had no idea what polygamy was actually going to be like. Dear God, help me get out. All these men did whatever they wanted to all these women in my life and sometimes me. I was given as a third wife to a man that I'd hated since I was nine. And I couldn't do what I would think about it. I was born here, in the land of the free, a slave in a polygamous cult. And my story is not unique. Well, you've just watched a very short sneak preview of our latest DVD, A Home for Hagar, produced by Scott Johnson, on behalf of the people behind the prison bars of Polygamy for Salvation, 
which is based on section 132 of the Mormon Doctrine and Covenants. Now the full length DVD is almost 40 minutes and it's going to be shown publicly in Salt Lake City at Mill Creek Church this coming Sunday evening, August 3rd at 6 p.m. It's free to the public. Uh, the address of Mill Creek Church is 1515 East, 4500 South here in Salt Lake City. And everyone who wishes to know more about the next phase of a Shield and Refuge ministry are invited to come and watch the DVD. It's free, uh, like I mentioned. And there will be several people there, including myself. I think you're planning on Coming, aren't there. you? you and, and some other people there who will be there to answer your questions or, or just chat with you about what's going on in the ministry. And also, if you're in, interested in inviting us to come and speak to your church or your Sunday school or missions group or or any other organization about our ministry to the Mormon fundamentalists, we'd love to do that. You can contact us at tv at aboutpolygamy.com or you can call me at 801-649-3103 and we can discuss it. Our telephone lines are open. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you want to give us a call and talk about uh, some of the things that we've yeah. been talking about tonight. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to make. Uh, and uh, our, I don't know when our next Polygamy in the News update will be, but we have one more uh, yeah. to share, so we will start that as we wait for the calls to come in. And that is that the LDS Church is suing polygamist Winston Blackmore up wow. in British Columbia, in Canada. Canada. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, they want the, the British Columbia Supreme Court to stop polygamous leader Winston Blackmore, and there he is pointing with glee at some of his wives and children, and they want to stop him from using their name. Uh, Winston Blackmore is the leader of an offshoot of the FLDS polygamy group, and it is based in Bountiful, British Columbia in Canada. His group has about 500 members, and they follow the polygamous teachings of Joseph Smith. Of course, all these... Yes polygamous do. And they're the only true churches, right? And but each they, one is the only true church, yeah. yes. Um, the Mormon, by the way, <laughs> which reminds me that the early Mormon polygamists claimed that if they ever gave up polygamy, the Mormon church would cease to exist as the God's only true church. Well, because it was a requirement for celestial kingdom. Right, right. Yeah. And, and so you can see why uh, the polygamists don't think that the, the, the polygamists look at the Mormon church as being apostate right. because they did give up polygamy and their prophets, the, the prophets the Mormon church today reverence are the ones who said that the Mormon church would cease to be God's only true church if they ever gave up polygamy. So yeah. it's kind of a circle there. Yeah. But anyway, the Mormon church filed a lawsuit in June of 2014 alleging that in 2010, Winston Blackmore registered the name Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Inc., uh -huh. I-N-C, period. Incorporated. And when... <laughs> They discovered this when they tried to register the name themselves earlier this year and was blocked. Well, you know it blocks the LDS. Yeah, that was, it didn't go over well. And, and they allege that Winston Blackmore misappropriated the names, the identity, and the reputation of the LDS Church. Well, Winston Blackmore has several weeks to file a response, but we thought we would quote what the LDS Church noted in this lawsuit. The church and the plaintiffs have nothing whatsoever to do with those practicing polygamy today, and any church member who is found to be practicing polygamy is excommunicated, which is the most serious penalty the church can impose. Well, and that's true, it is, but that comment is strange. It is. Since they have no qualms sealing 
multiple wives to men in their temples. They still believe in polygamy. They still believe that polygamy is lived in heaven by the most righteous, and they still believe that polygamy is going to come back. So we'll finish with this, but we do have a call coming in, and the caller is Robert in Midvale. Hello, Robert. Robert? Maybe we have a caller. Robert? I don't even hear. Is it buzzing? Turn green. Yeah. (laughs) Don't know. Well, we'll see if he'll call back. It didn't look like he was there. Anyway, the LDS Church wants the court to order uh, Winston Blackmore to give up the corporate name and destroy all of his signs and brochures and any other materials that have the name on it. And this is all interesting when we consider that it was this church that introduced this polygamy into this religion through their beloved Joseph Smith. But now they refuse to even acknowledge their own polygamist offspring. And that's what's so interesting about the phrase, we have nothing whatsoever to do with those practicing polygamy today. I mean, maybe they can't go into a whole discussion here about how they are involved with it and how they actually practiced it and, and so on. But right, yeah. and, and they don't. Even when they, they did the, the essay on, on their web page, yeah, which we covered right. in a show three or four months ago, yeah. they totally cont- continued to refuse to own up to the full truth of their early polygamy. Yeah. They still covered, did a lot of cover-up on it. And if it really isn't a, a doctrine or a practice anymore, then Section 132 ought to be taken out. It needs to be taken out or at least revised. Yeah. It would really cause some ripples in the church if they were, because part of that is the celestial kingdom concept and Mm -hmm. God, many gods and having many wives and uh, Mm -hmm. it's... uh, and the it's celestial part marriage. of the doctrine. Yeah. It's just waiting to be implemented again. Right. No question about right. And when about we discussed that. that meeting in Sweden and they asked the question about polygamy, they finally forced him to say, yes, the Mormons still believe in polygamy. We just don't practice it. That's right. So they don't not believe in it. They do believe in it. Yeah. So I guess we still don't have uh, our caller have come back. Anyway, you can get more information about this uh, where we got our information on uh, VancouverSun.com, which is where we got information for this lawsuit. Again, you can go to our link and click show notes and find the information that we just talked about. Well, it's interesting, I guess, from a legal standpoint, I don't have a legal background, but if, if Blackmore put this name out there first, it would make it, even though it's in Canada, but it would make it very difficult, I think, for the church to to say, well, we we had it first. I mean, I don't know how they would do that yeah. if, if he did it in Canada. And, I and don't know either. Registered. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how if there's, you know, if there is a special, because all you have to do is have one word different in the name and, yeah. and you can copyright it. You I can copy, you can And certainly the it, church so. has been up there, the, the temple in Alberta and other many church members up in Canada for many years, so you'd think they would have incorporated or had their name out there some at some point. Mm-hmm. It would, yeah. certainly, yeah, yeah. yeah. But maybe they did, I don't know. I don't we know. don't know the details, so yeah. it's kind of hard. Okay, we do have a call uh, on from Joan in Ogden. Hello, Joan. Joan? Uh, yeah, I just uh, dropped the phone for a minute. Okay, you're on the air, but you need to turn your television volume down while we talk on the phone. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have any questions. Uh, I met uh, Clyde Mackert. 
she met Clyde Mackert. And uh, I thought I might add some of his history. Okay. Were um, you in a polygamous he, he group? Married, uh, he married sisters, five of them, I think. Well, he only had four wives. And I do, I do believe two of his wives were sisters. And uh, it, she, he said that uh, it was their idea that he wasn't uh, at first interested in polygamy. That can happen, yes. In fact, I've just recently talked to two different people uh, over the telephone where the woman is trying to get into, and actually one of them called me and wanted me to find her a polygamist husband. That does happen. And it's, it's odd that women would put up with that garbage, but they do. So I, but I don't know ab about that part of it either, Joan. Um, they like nice people to me. Well, you know, there are a lot of nice people that in the bedroom, behind the bedroom doors, they're molesting their kids. That happens in polygamy groups all the time. And it wasn't with just one of his daughters, Joan. It was several of his daughters came forward and told that story of his, of his molestation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my family, uh, although they, none of them were polygamous, uh, they got interested in it. And uh, they do a lot of missionary work. Um, they were at that time, anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, some of the polygamists do go out and they try to c recruit uh, new blood into their groups, but they don't aggressively um, proselytize like, like, say, the LDS Church does. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joan. We appreciate your call and giving us the information. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Good night. Okay. Uh, looks like that we have Robert from Midvale on again. Hello, Robert. Are you there? Yes, I'm there. Okay. You're on the, on the air now. What's your question? I've been trying to get a hold of you, and something's been going on with the phone. And you've been talking about polygamous and incest. Yeah. And uh, I, I used to go with a woman that was a Mormon, and she got out of the church, but she's probably about 50 years old now, but she told me whenever she was young, her and her sister, her father used to molest them. And I just wonder how many... How many people this happened to that nobody never said nothing or whoever called you and I don't think they'll tell you that. Well, you know, Robert, I'd like to say something right here. Um, I worked in a homeless shelter, a women's homeless shelter, for 10 years here in Salt Lake City. And um, we would interview the women when they came in off the streets uh, for whatever reason that they were homeless and we tried to help them get back up on their feet and as we would interview them we would try to counsel with them with some of the issues that they had and I was shocked to find out how many women were molested as children not just many of them from the Mormon culture many most of them actually were from the Mormon culture Right. Uh, but yeah, some of them were Because these people were devout men and her family, and uh, it was... Robert, you... She was, uh, she told me about this, and it was true. It's, I'm I know it's true. Well, <coughs> we have... Uh, 
like like you said, Earl, uh, a sexual focus now, uh, in the society. You know, as blatant as this is, Robert, you know how we guys are. We're 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 just that's kind of our nature. And when you to be more sexual, I guess, than than women particularly. But I I think what happens in the in the polygamous it's just it just seems like it's like monogamy on steroids but, but the root of the root of mormonism is polygamy robert it started with joseph smith clear back in 1831 and so the root uh, the foundation of mormonism is sexuality and polygamy yeah i mean that's the whole that's i can the only reason i think joseph smith even came up with this concept was so that he could justify his sexual practices with young women, women that were already married. Mm -hmm. uh, this was just his justification for doing that. And, um, and it just has gotten worse, and people that get involved in it have that proclivity, or whatever you mm -hmm. call it, to, yeah. to do that. And, and it gets worse, and they're very demanding, and, and uh, predators, really. In fact, one of the... I'm going to get out the line, Doris. Okay, thank you, Robert, for calling. There was a leader was, uh, of the of the LDS Church that they um, he was a, a Native American. Well, I can't think of his name right now, but they they had to let him go because uh, of some problems that oh, he yeah. had had. And that, after he George left, something. yeah, yeah, well, I can't think of his name. I just saw it yesterday too. But anyway, it come to find out he had he had gone to his twelve year old neighbor girl and sexually molested her. Uh, and uh, trying tr trying to do the polygamy thing, wow. you know. Well, he's just doing what Joseph Smith did. Yeah. Fourteen years uh, old was his limit that we know of, yeah. you know. But but when the leader of the of the group is doing what the previous leader of the group did, then what what's the surprise? I mean, what, yeah, Warren Jeffs was just doing what Joseph Smith did too. Right, yeah. right. And we've done parallels of Warren Jeffs yeah. and Joseph Smith, and they 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 parallel as, as a little bit frightening. Yeah. Of what it is. And it just makes men worse than they would probably normally be, I guess. Well, one of the one of the wives of the plural wives of early Mormonism said polygamy makes good men. Uh, bad and bad men into monsters and I do believe that's true now that's not true with every polygamous man because sure. there are some that, that don't succumb to this garbage that um, that seems to prevail but it it is true with so very many of them anyway it's not God's will to live polygamy and when we're doing something that's not God's will then mm -hmm. we can't expect it to turn out right I have a, a letter here um, from a viewer that I'd like to read, and it said they had just watched a show, I don't know if they recorded it or what, but they said, just now watching last evening's program, I saw Joseph Smith's comment that all Christianity is corrupt. <laughs> My question is this, why then do Mormons want to consider themselves Christian? Yeah. I so enjoy your program and thank you for always keeping Christ first. I moved to Utah 10 years ago, knew very little about Mormonism and polygamy then, but sure am learning a lot about them now. Thank you. And this is a, a, a person from Moab. So uh, from a former Mormon, yeah. Mormons consider themselves Christian, uh, and yet in the beginning, again, many of their leaders said Christianity was hatched in hell. Well, I grew up with the concept that Joseph Smith had gone out into the woods and was told that all the churches were corrupt and an abomination and that they 
Uh, and then certainly with, uh, that's just what we were taught. Mm -hmm. So we never had any respect at all for Christian Christians. And it's just been in the last few years that, w that the church has tried to make itself more Christian. But one thing, and there's lots of little snippets we could s mention, but you know, just the one thing about baptism. you. If you were to come to to more to be a Mormon, you'd have to be baptized into the Mormon Church. Mm -hmm. Any baptism that you had before doesn't count. Right. Any anything you've turned over to Christ or your life or anything else, if you wanted to become a Mormon, you'd have to be baptized into their church. Right, and that that, that shows they're Christian. not Christian no. because if you're baptized in a Christian church and you're accepted in any sure. Christian church. Sure. Okay. Very quickly, we have. Uh, in line three, Kevin in West Jordan. Hello, Kevin. Yeah, hello, Doris. Yeah, you know, I'm watching your show, and I'm I'm just realizing just uh, when you're talking about these polygamous women and, and you know growing up and being sexually abused in these these homes, and and they're realizing they don't want this lifestyle like like you didn't want this lifestyle, so you up and leave. You know how this makes these women so very vulnerable to human trafficking. You know, this is just right for somebody just to grab them and take them and, you know, disappear. Well, and that's a big problem in polygamy groups, especially the FLDS, because they have moved underaged girls from over international borders. They are being trafficked for sexual purposes, and our country does nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, and they're very vulnerable to other, you know, outside of that. Just oh, I know that. Grab them and snatch them, and they're not going to say anything. That's right. Kevin? No, it's... it's Scary, actually. It's very scary. That was my comment. Uh, okay. Um, Thanks. Well, it wasn't really directed at Kevin, but he brings up a point that you've mentioned, I think, before here on the program, that the prophet in these polygamous groups can actually take wives from one husband and give to another husband, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there, it's not a special relationship necessarily if the prophet decides that this woman is better suited here mm -hmm. or... They're not happy here, so let's give him to an, give her to another husband. This, yeah, that's a strange concept well, as well. It, Where's the strange. nurturing and FLDS love? FLDS does that a lot. Warren Jess probably did it more than any of the others, but it started with Joseph Smith because he said that if a woman, a married woman, finds another man who can get her higher into the celestial exaltation, then she yeah. can leave that husband and attach herself to this other man, and no. Legal divorce is required, he said. And that was some of his justification for taking married 11 women. Eleven married women. Who who weren't as high up in the... Right. Well, none of them as high up as no, he was because he was not. the leader. Yeah. Uh, at least in his own eyes. <laughs> yeah. This is so... This just can't be from God. If, it, if he really meant it, he would have given extra wives to Adam and, and to Noah. There's just mm -hmm. no question about that. And of course, the early Mormon leaders taught that Adam did have other wives, and that Eve was he only one brought, of his wives that he brought, that he brought, brought with, and he left the others up there in yeah. some... That's kind of s s suggested in the temple ceremony. Oh, yeah? That he's just doing, being, doing what he... Yeah. yeah, and of course we were taught that. We were taught everybody that in the Bible had wives. They just didn't tell us about them. I mean, so Jesus, according to Polygamous, Jesus had wives. That's true. Many yeah. wives and many children. And, and the early Mormon polygamists taught that that's why Jesus was crucified. I think it was Orson Hyde who taught that, that that's why he was crucified was because he was persecuted for having And when you wives. can't trust the Bible, then that makes 
Yeah. yeah. You can and say anything, anything you want. Anything goes. Yeah. Well, there's another call there we won't be able to get to, Jeff. You can leave a message and we'll call you back or call uh, the next time. Thanks, Earl, again. Oh, it's been a pleasure. This here. is so fascinating, and uh, I'm learning so much about what you've been through. And, <laughs> and you, you thought you were going to hell. I did for a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, America was founded on the foundation that all people are created equal and that the gift of freedom was God's idea to start with. But in polygamy, all people are not considered equal and true freedom is unknown to most of them. Freedom also comes at a cost. And there are many in our free country who would like to have freedom from polygamy, but the price is very high. Those who want to be free from polygamy are often neutralized by intimidation and they need to know that there is someone greater and higher than the ruler of their religion. False leaders manipulate. False religion enslaves you under unnecessary rules and rituals, but we trust in the living God, not in religious men. And Jesus Christ gives freedom in our souls and in our lives. We are not subject to men's religious rules. Jesus alone is the supreme liberator, and He alone is the truth. And to know the truth makes us free. And the Bible promises that if the Son makes us free, we shall be free indeed. Have you ever stepped over your boundary line of religious intimidation into God's love that is waiting patiently for you? Have you ever trusted Him and Him alone for forgiveness and for eternal life? If you haven't, then you've missed true freedom and true Christianity. But you can cross that line into His redemption tonight and say to Jesus, I'm yours, Lord. I give me to you. You are my only hope. The one who was sinless died to set us free, and those who are in free in Jesus are free indeed. Thanks for watching, and good night. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.